0: if you do not enjoy this thing that you're doing, you're just not going to want to stay with it. And so even if you don't like strength training in the beginning, you will, like, I will guarantee almost hundred percent of the people, if they started strength training program and actually stuck with it for like four to six weeks, they would enjoy it. And then it would just be a part of their life. Right. But then the other stuff, like I hate spin class, you guys, I would never go to a bar class but people love it and i'm like yeah. do that do that on your other days you know like go to your hit class if you want because you enjoy it
1: mm-hmm. and like oh. you said you don't have to do
0: strength training five days a week you just two no. days a
1: week and then do your fun other fun bar and exactly. Pilates and spin shit the other day yeah. <laughs> welcome to cut the crap with beth and matt the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast
2: Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck, and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place.
1: Let's Let's go. go. If you'd like to support us in the podcast, join our Patreon, where you get exclusive content, which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit, or mindset-based, and access to over 100-plus low-calorie, high-protein, family-friendly meals. These are all designed by a professional chef who is certified in nutrition. These recipes are already in MyFitnessPal for easy fucking tracking. New recipes are also added each week.
2: We believe that fitness is for everyone. So this is our way of getting you started on your health and fitness journey at a price most everyone can afford. So what the fuck are you waiting for? We'll see you in the Patreon. All right, we are here with Tara LaFerrera. Did I get that name right? You did. I always struggle with her last name. It's a tongue twister for me. It is,
0: yeah. It just rhymes. It just goes. It it's does. Like it does. La. Tara la yeah. So yeah. excited
2: to chat with you today.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we, I think, connected. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, one of those social media platforms, and I just love the message that you give out there that you promote, yes. especially about strength training and and as it pertains to women and everything, because uh-huh. there's a lot of bullshit out there uh, around strength training for for women and just strength training in general, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like every time I like talk about it, I'm like, oh, maybe it's kind of going away. It's a little bit less, but no, it's
2: still there. Oh yeah. Mm, for sure. Now, before we get into all that, I would like to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. Um, give a little, you know, your little 30, 30 second spiel. If you have one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I'm, let's try and make it 30 seconds
2: or make it as long as you like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can take as long as you want. There are no rules. I was an athlete growing up. I grew up with three brothers. Um, I was the fastest and strongest in the family, still am, thanks so much. Um, (laughs) I ran back in high school and college and that was like my identity. I was never great at school, I just was an athlete. And then as soon as college ended, I was like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? And um, I started running long distance, didn't really like it, I was a sprinter. know i just started doing anything that i knew and then a friend of mine asked me to go do a a boot camp at a park that's really when i got into fitness i had been putting it off for weeks and weeks and weeks and i was like i'm gonna go and i was like this is awesome it was competitive super fun um very supportive and about six months later i got my group fitness instructor cert and then it's been 10 years since then you know i've been co-owner of a gym i've had an online business for five years. I have all sorts of certifications in kettlebells, mobility, strength training, yoga. And now it's like, um, I feel like I'm put on this planet to help people understand, um, how beneficial strength training is and how much it can change your mindset, especially for women.
2: Yeah. I oh, love yes. that. So you said you're the fastest and strongest in the family. I and mean, how many brothers do you have?
0: I have three brothers, two older, one younger.
2: Do they, yeah. do they take that as a personal challenge when, when, when you said that? Or they never. just like, no, it's, it's true.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. I love the gym. I love to work out. I'm sure you guys do too. Just fitness uh-huh. is in our blood. Um, yeah. It's not in my brothers at all. Like my two older brothers, I'm like, have you ever stepped foot in a gym? Like they never <sighs> went to mine when I was in Denver and co-owned a studio. Like they never even went in it. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's just been me.
2: And you've done a variety of different things, obviously, in the industry from from owning a gym, which is incredible. Was that in Uh Denver that you owned a gym or do you still, are you still a partial owner of that gym or?
0: No longer. Nope. I'm in Austin, Texas. Now I've been here about a year. I lived in Denver most of my life and I was there for about three years at that gym. That gym's still running. It's awesome. Still in Denver, but I do everything online
1: now. Nice. Yeah. What made you move to Austin?
0: You know, lived in Denver for a long time. I was done with the snow. I know you guys are East Coast and probably getting the cold already. And I love it in the fall. Like that's the one thing I miss right now. Today, it's going to be 95 degrees, you guys. But I just, we were like, let's try somewhere warm. Let's try somewhere different. And it has a very similar vibe to Denver, but it's just warm and people are super friendly.
1: Yeah. I love Austin. I was just there in July. Yay, so fun. Yeah. And the food so is fun. amazing. Oh so my God. Yeah, the food. So good.
2: So Such good. good food. Have yeah. you been to, uh, Valentina's Tex-Mex yet? I haven't. No. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a little, it's outside of the city. It's a little bit of a drive, but it's worth it. It's a little food truck that does barbecue okay. and they do like breakfast tacos. So if you go, go check it out. If you love barbecue, you're in Austin. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you love barbecue. Yes. Get the real deal. Holyfield. It's a breakfast taco. Oh, wow. best, one the of The real best deal, Holyfield. The <laughs> real deal, Holyfield. Yeah. I mean,
1: with a name like that, it better be the real deal, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I tried Terry Blacks, and that was uh, amazing.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh my
1: god.
0: Good. Oh my like, god. The two that I really enjoy are Law Barbecue and Franklin's,
2: but the, the lines okay. are like two hours yeah you just have yeah. to good like, luck the yeah, <laughs> yeah. they'll fill out right away <laughs> but
0: food yeah. trucks are awesome because you just like pop in grab what you want
1: and leave and it's so good
2: oh, yeah God. yeah best food ever right there in food trucks
1: i went to a country western bar there too that was fucking cool as hell they had food trucks outside i don't remember yeah. the name of it and there was like line dancing and they had the best mu- like live music i'm like this place rocks like it was probably straight up from like the 70s like, with, like the little red lights and
0: yeah, yeah. And you're in Maine, right, Beth?
1: Yeah. Yo, yeah. Where are you at, Matt?
2: Ohio. Nothing special okay. about my state. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know that there's uh, one thing about Ohio that I've been wanting to go to is the amusement park there. What is it oh, called? Yes. What is it called, Matt?
2: America's Roller Coaster is what they call it. Really? It's, yeah, it's got some of the best roller coasters in the world, honestly.
0: I'm an adrenaline junkie and I've been thinking about going there for a really long time, but do it. I just like, what else do you do in Ohio?
1: Matt's an adrenaline junkie
2: as, Absolutely. as
1: well. You just went uh, right water rafting and then you've been skydiving and you're, what's next Matt, right?
2: What's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's next yet, but I, I've, now I've started, th- I started thinking about jumping off of a bridge at some point, I think. So I don't know, yeah. maybe I'll find one to jump off.
0: But went bungee <laughs> jumping in South Africa was the coolest, nice. coolest experience ever. So oh, travel is wow. a big
2: part of your life then huge part
0: yeah which is why i really wanted to make online um mm-hmm. just where i am able to work so i can just kind of
2: do
1: it every, anywhere yeah. yeah that's the coolest part
2: that's what we're doing this for with our clients and everything that we're doing online right is helping people make this into a lifestyle that they can stick with so obviously you're very that's fit it. you're very strong and you're still doing the things that you love and traveling and mm-hmm. that's one thing that people always um i guess misconception about traveling is like you can't reach your health and fitness goals while doing that you can
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And you could still also enjoy travel and, you know, not totally worry about the calories that you're eating or how much you're actually moving to. I really try and give people a mindset of like, life is about balance. It's not black and white. It's not good or bad. It's like, if we want to be sustainable and keep this long-term, we have to live in the gray. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that includes both sides, but the more you put like a restriction on something, especially when you're traveling, the less likely you are
1: to enjoy that experience.
2: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely.
1: Uh, what do you feel is the biggest struggle for women to actually even get started in strength training?
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of twofold. The the first is like the person that has done the cardio, the hits, the stuff like mm-hmm. that in the past, and strength is a different mindset. It's longer rest periods. It's um, you know not as intense. It's way less exercises. So they're like well, I, I I can't rest. Like I need to just be doing there. I, I'm going to do gel jacks in between my deadlifts. I'm like, what are you doing? But that mindset shift is tough. Like it's a big shift of energy and like doing something totally different to see that process or progress over time. It just takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that person that's like the cardio person that has worked out a lot in the past. And then there's a person that maybe just doesn't understand much about strength training. And so it can be very intimidating and can be a place of, you know, I'm scared I'm going to get injured. I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? They just don't really understand it as well. And I think there's so much knowledge out there and so much information that it can be very overwhelming. And so finding people like myself or you guys to go to for advice is awesome because we're out there, you know, trying to put out the good information, but Of course, there's a million other people that are trying to fill their feeds too.
2: Yeah. Cardio, cardio, cardio. And that's a very common misconception with, with especially women, right. Is just being stuck in that cardio mindset and constantly chasing that elevated heart rate and doing jumping jacks in between sets. Like that's something that I'll come across a lot with my clients is I'll find out that they've been doing cardio in between (laughs) their sets. I'm like, I didn't set it up that way. Like, so I ask them, why, why are you doing this? You know, I just didn't feel like I was working hard enough. Essentially what it, what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Or they're wanting more, more, there's not enough. It's like, okay. Exactly.
2: Less is more, especially when it comes to strength training.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. And
0: I like, I can resonate with that though. I Mm -hmm. used to do hits five, six times a week. Mm -hmm. I'd go in there and be like, I want to get sore. I want to be exhausted. And I'm competing with the next person, even though they don't even know it. Like, I'm just an athlete in my blood. I'm like, yeah. And so going to like from 60 minutes of hit to like four exercises where I take half the time as rest, I'm like, what is the difference here? Like, I don't don't get it. But really being able to trust the process and see that progress and like see progressive overload and getting stronger is so important. It's just, again, people want fast things. They want Uh instant gratification.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about progressive overload. Would you like to explain to our um, listeners, like what exactly is progressive overload? Because I think, like you said, people are doing hit and they're doing all, they want all these different workouts all the time, not realizing when you're giving them four strength workouts or four workout, you know, exercises you do for the whole entire month. They're like, what, I'm not switching every other day.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So progressive overload can be a lot of things.
0: Um, it can be, you're just getting stronger over time, which means you're adding more weight and seeing that weight increase on the bar or the dumbbells that you use. You can also progressive overload can include increasing depth. So, you know, your squat getting deeper, maybe you hit a new variation of a movement, maybe you hit a piston squat or a higher step up that can be progressive overload. Also, if you don't have extra weights, adding more reps, so more volume, um, putting more time under tension, maybe you can squat 50 pounds today. And then next week I can be like, I can squat 50 pounds with a half rep, you know? So there's a lot of different ways to approach progressive overload over time. I think people think it's just like the more weight, the better, but there's so many other ways to do it. And it's just really beneficial to take progress photos or videos or, you know, write this stuff down so that you can see it in action, like see that progress over time.
1: Yes, tracking your workouts is huge. I have books of like, like these. <laughs> like, yes. going back years. I, I, I'm like a writer. I love writing it all down instead of like. Oh,
0: I am nice. too. There's a lot of cool apps out there, and even my app does the same. It's like you can put it digitally in there and just have it. But
1: mm-hmm. I
0: like, I like to, I like the pen and paper. Like cool. Every week, I'll just write the movements down. <laughs>
1: yeah I, it seems to like I ingest it better rather than going to I'm old school.
2: It's a different portion of your brain yeah writing that down versus logging it digitally. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's that part of it.
1: I feel like I can go back in two years doing it this way like okay, where's the and you know 2020 book? <laughs> I just have a date on top of them. I don't know if you can see like it says 2020 but uh, or not 2020 2022 but I, I'm unorganized as hell. My shit's everywhere. <laughs> but it's just in books. <laughs> It's
0: funny that you said. Like, I was
1: writing down
0: the date today, and I was like, "It's 2023,
1: right?" And I was like, "Whoa, I gotta chill out a Like,
2: keep- yeah, let's pump the brakes there a little bit.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it. 2020 is like three years ago. It's freaking like the twilight I zone. I know. It's so wild.
2: It's so wild. It too. is. Yeah, let's not revisit that time. So let's not yeah. let's not go back to 2020. We 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 <laughs> yeah, may, exactly. we, may, we survived. We survived. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Which that was tough for a lot of people, obviously.
0: Of course, yeah.
2: So something we're really that's important to you uh, is is important to us as well is our relationship with food and our body. And I'm curious um having that athletic background. How did that impact your relationship with food and, with and your body growing up and and you know making your way through high school and college?
0: Oh gosh, I've had quite the relationship with food, which I'm sure you both have as well. Um so actually I got kicked off my track team in college because I gained too much weight. Uh, I was binge eating, I was drinking too much. And my coach actually sent an email to me, but accidentally sent it to the entire team saying, If you don't lose this weight you came in at, I'm gonna take away half of your scholarship because I got a full ride. And um that was like, I didn't get kicked off, but I was like, I'm gonna run away from this. Like I was so it was so so embarrassing. I you know, I was 20 years old, I had to move back home, I had to get student loans out for for going back to school. And those like two to three years of getting out of that was so hard. Like, I had a pretty bad relationship with binge eating and alcohol drinking. I know, Beth, you're sober and have been for a while, but and I don't drink very much now. And I have a way better relationship now. But like going through those those couple years was really, really tough. And I felt like there was no one there to help or support me through that journey, even though sure there was, I just, you know, 12, 14 years ago, it was like, Oh my gosh. And yeah, it was, it was tough. You, you think your media and society and my mom used to tell me to, and my coach used to tell me to lose weight or be smaller. And I've always been this like more muscular build and have always had a little bit more weight on my body. And so I always thought food was such an enemy. It was like out to get me. I, it was, that was the thing that just was really tough. Um, but you know, years now down the road, I'm, i eat intuitively. I don't really track anything besides protein. Um, sometimes if I want to gain more muscle, but it took years of kind of going through some really rough patches to get past that point.
2: Mm-hmm. What was the turning point for you? How did you, I mean, how did you come out on the other side? Obviously it was a process and it didn't just happen overnight as with anything, but you reflect on that a little
0: bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I tried, um, you know, the, the lemonade diet. I lasted about two days with that. I did the, I was on Nutrisystem. My, my parents sent me Nutrisystem at my dorm room in college, like, and then I would just binge eat at night. I tried, um, you know, the six meals a day, chicken, broccoli, rice for about weeks at a time. Um,
2: yeah, Uh
0: there was all of the things that was, you know, 12 years ago or so. And, and then it was like the turning point was really I, I started going to that boot camp and everyone was super supportive and very help like very just positive. And I was like, oh, these are the people I want to be around. Unfortunately, fitness people do like to drink a lot. So I did get into this bad drinking pattern with them, but at least kind of the food kept it would go away a little bit here and there. And then um just like years of being like okay with the food I was eating and not, um, starving myself all day, which I'm sure you hear a lot with your clients and then they, and you just eat a bunch at night. Like, and I think people still do this to this day is like, they won't eat all day and they'll just binge at night. And that's, that's what I did for years. So giving myself more throughout the day and just fueling myself for my workouts better, all of those really helped with it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, more is better when it comes to food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, most, yeah. of time, yeah. most of the time, most a of the time, a lot
1: of people just want to eat those little tiny mini meals, like the little bird meals. And then by the yeah. evening, they're like, I just can't stop eating at night. I'm like, well, how was your day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would what, you have a fucking smoothie and a salad? Like, like one of those salads with just lettuce and tomato for your lunch? Oh, and oh, like, you know?
0: I had clients that would just be like, I'm just too busy and just would drink coffee all day. And at 4 PM, they're like, I'm ravenous. I'm like, of course you are. It's been all day. You've been working for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of that though, unfortunately I have some older clients that are just like stuck in their ways and they're like so stubborn with that. And I'm just like, you got to just introduce it a little bit more over time. Um, And I love what you're doing, Beth, with the candy challenge, because like, giving yourself that little something makes the restriction or the guilt feel so much less, you know? So I, I appreciate that.
1: Oh, it's like exposure therapy, right? And you know, just knowing that you can have it. I remember when I I started it like four or five years ago, I still had a shitty relationship with food and I started the candy challenge and I was doing it. And people are asking me now if I'm going to do it. I'm like, no, actually that helped me heal my relationship with food. And right now I just don't, I don't even want it. And that's kind of like where you want to get to. It's like, I know it's there. If I want it, I'll have it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, it probably took you years to like, get to this point. Right. But Mm -hmm. introducing it small, like you had is like, I mean, I eat ice cream almost every night and people are like, Oh my God, how do you do that? And it's like, well, because some days if I don't want it, I just don't eat it. You know, not because I have to eat that candy bar, have to eat it, but it's Mm -hmm. just there. And I make it
2: available.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's an abundance mindset. Not a
0: scarcity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot. I think a lot of people sometimes will still say, I can't keep chips in the house. I can't keep this in the house. And it's like, well, you can. You just don't have like the discipline or the mindset to be able to not eat all of it.
2: It also starts with saying that you, you stop saying that you can't do something. Change your mind. (laughs) You're speaking it into existence when you say you can't do it. So
0: yeah, yeah. And then that's still like another piece of can be diet culture. It's like, okay, well, you get out your chips and you pour them six chips and that's what you can have. And it's like, well, no one wants six fucking chips. Like, yeah, they just want, exactly. they want what they want. Uh-huh.
1: Chips and salsa. You're not going to eat just fucking
0: six tortilla no, chips. I mean, absolutely not. speaking of though, have you guys seen the, the TikTok video of the tortillas on a plate and it's 30 tortillas? And then he's like, I don't know. Why are you giving me 30 tortillas? And he was like, oh, okay well, is this better? And it's just the 30 tortillas just cut in chips and fried. And he's like, oh yeah, this is great. Because oh, like, yeah. yeah. it's like, you don't even Same think thing, well. just... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: yeah. I haven't seen that. Who...
0: I haven't seen that yet.
2: Do you know who made that video?
0: I don't know. I, I think it's been reposted a couple of times, but now it's like every time I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I think of the chips.
2: I'm like, I'm literally just eating tortillas right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally deep fried. Yep. <laughs> I'll eat them all day long. I love them.
2: I want to go back to what you said about the coffee thing. Cause coffee is not a meal as we all know, but yeah. people, people just drink coffee until noon or, oh, or yeah. in the evening time. And really, I don't think people realize that coffee, caffeine doesn't give that um, hunger signal to you. It's, it masks that hunger signal. So you you could physically be hungry, but because you're just jacked up putting in all this caffeine in your body. Yeah. You're just not aware of that hunger signal anymore.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and I think like, it's funny. I saw my mom this weekend. And I was like, mom, are you going to drink any water this morning? She's like, I, I had coffee. There's water in coffee. And I was like, ma, come on. <laughs>
1: like you gotta have
0: both people just like, it, it's, it's such a suppressive, like you, you're not hungry. You're not thirsty. It's <laughs> like the, you know, when people used to chew gum instead of eat, it's just another thing that's like trying to, you know, make you eat less when really you got to eat something with it. You know, it's gotta be a part of your lifestyle, but
2: until you yeah. drink water before you drink your coffee too. Is that what I just start while your coffee's brewing, just drink a little glass of water, hydrate, yes. and get started with the day.
0: That's a habit-sacking thing that I learned from yes. Atomic Habits, John, James Clear. Like, oh yeah, I love yeah, habit- yeah.
1: habit-sacking. I can love that You know, book.
0: eight ounces of water before you have your coffee or whatever before something else. And it's just a, a nice way to add in something. That's
2: yeah, small. I love that book so much. James Clear is the author of that one. And I just made a TikTok video this morning about I'm um, going on a 10 minute walk after you eat your meal you know to get some movement in help your help your body digest and that's that's just habit stacking at its core right there.
0: Yes. 100%. I think it's a really great idea. If
2: anybody's mm-hmm. listening go download buy that book. I love the physical copy. I've got a I think have yeah, on hard, hardcover. I have it a hard cover. we've probably talked about it on this podcast before I can't recall but probably. Okay, so strength training. I would love if you could give us an elevator pitch, <laughs> <laughs> elevator pitch for why women should start strength training.
0: Um. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like it's funny. I feel like I post the same stuff all the time because that's what I believe in. And that's what I want mm-hmm. people to hear. But yep. if you want to sleep better, if you want more energy, if you want to feel good going into perimenopause, menopausal age. If you want to feel more confident, if you want to up your sex drive, if you want to just feel better in general, do strength training. Like, I just can't say that enough. I mean, it's, everyone needs to do it and it doesn't matter how old you are and it doesn't matter what level you're at because a squat is still a squat, whether it's your body weight or you have 300 pounds on a bar, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. But once people see it again, trusting the process, once people start it's like you don't want to stop. And that's where, like, in a little a little addiction mindset could be good when it comes right. to strength training. Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Especially as your age. I mean, me and Matt, yeah. we just hiked, we just hiked katada, and I'm gonna be 50 in a few months. And I fell, we both fell really hard, but I mean I could have broken my arm, but I feel like it could have been a lot worse if I haven't been in consistently strength training for at least totally. seven plus years.
0: You guys fell down? Are you okay?
1: Oh my god! Oh boy! <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Matt, now
1: I'm surprised Matt didn't actually die. He fell down a good 15 foot drop, and he slipped with his phone, so it's caught on camera, and he just uh. went. I saw it happen. I was like, "He's dead. He's fucking dead." Oh my! God. I
2: popped right back up. A gentleman was going, but we've talked about this already on here. But yeah, yeah. I ended up gashing my knee quite almost all the way down to the. I mean, it was down to the bone, but I got lucky. Um, I didn't get. I should have gotten stitches, but I was on the fucking mountain i couldn't have gotten stitches we were hours away from help yeah yeah but we we credit our strength training to having stronger bones and having strong muscles and helping us get through that
0: yeah i, I mean that's a great testimonial right there like you yeah. can fall 15 feet and still be alive i <laughs> not like...
2: recommend it but just but, <laughs> right. but that's the reality of it is um it Makes injuries less severe. Like one of the most common things we see, especially now as we're getting into this time of year is slips and falls, especially when it starts getting icy out because we're just not strong or we don't have the mobility. And that's what strength training provides for us, you know, Um, doing lunging and squatting. If you can't lunge and squat, then you and then you take a fall, you slip on the ice, you could get fucked up.
0: Totally. Yeah. I I joke about it with my husband. I'm like, I just want to be like the seven year old, like badass with the muscles and just walk around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I think it's cool, right? We're in a cool place right now with a lot of women going into strength training more and as we age, but it's my parents' age that I'm trying to still, you know, switch that mindset to get into more.
1: Yeah. Especially perimenopause and menopause. You're so right. I mean, I don't think enough women, they struggle so much with that, but It's their habits that will actually help it be a little bit easier on you. And I've learned a little bit more. I I
0: took a certification earlier this year in fitness and menopause and training women through menopause. Um, Mm -hmm. Really awesome. If you guys are interested, Maria LaCoy, LaCoy. Um, she's here in Austin, but she has a course that's like, basically, if you have these symptoms, like, you know, insomnia, irritability, you know, irregular, whatever it is, you can base the training off of those symptoms. And it's really cool to um, see how it's helped a lot of my clients because as we age, it all this gets confusing and there's a lot going on. And so if you make sure that your training is like geared towards those symptoms, it, it actually makes it feel really good too.
1: What would you do differently for that?
0: Yeah. It just depends on the person. I mean, yeah, for, for instance, insomnia, I would suggest not hit training and not training after a certain time of day. Um, same with caffeine intake, it would just be, you know, before noon only, but Mm -hmm. it would be a little bit longer rest periods, maybe a little bit lower reps, but it totally depends on the person and the symptoms that they're experiencing. But, you know, as you get older, like, even if you just do two times a week of strength, it's going to decrease a lot of the symptoms that you get anyway. This so is starting before you get there, like I work with a lot of women in their thirties, late thirties, early forties, and starting now is a really good chance to, you know, go through the perimenopause menopausal symptoms, feeling a little bit better about themselves and their body.
2: I totally agree. Yeah. Two things you mentioned there was more rest. And lower reps. And I really love the lower reps point, because that's a fairly common misconception, too, is that lower reps uh, is going to make women bulky, like, because when you're doing lower reps, right, you are going to be pushing more weights, and and then you're going to get bulky, which, as we know, doesn't happen by accident. I mean, you, you're a phenomenal athlete. And I mean, I hope you don't take offense to this, but you're not bulky. You're in incredible shape. You Mm -hmm. look, you have have a lot of muscle, but you don't have that bulk that people are thinking that it's going to happen. If you just look at a weight.
0: Yeah. You know, the term bulky, I think maybe it's who I'm following. I don't see it as much anymore, but it's definitely still around. Obviously but the word bulky is subjective really. Cause like some people will look at me and be like, Oh yeah, you're bulky. I don't want to be muscular. Like you, are you on steroids? Like I still get that a lot, like a lot, but to some people like you guys and that understand muscle definition, like I might not be. And so it's really just subjective for the person. So I try just to not use that word at all or make it or try and make it like, of a joke, like bulky to me is like the Hulk, right? Or right. Professional nuggets. bodybuilders. Like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to give people the opportunity to just understand strength training as a whole, you know, like what people actually have to do to get to that level and women just wouldn't do that. They wouldn't be taking steroids. They wouldn't be, we wouldn't be training at that level, eating that much food. Like there's so much more that goes into gaining that muscle mass and people just understand. And so I think like, I really try and just break it down to like the basics
2: mm-hmm.
0: for them to understand. It and I
2: I can apply myself to this. I'm a male and I've been strength training for almost a decade now. And I'm not, I'm definitely not bulky. You know, Yeah. if I wanted to, it would take a lot of fucking work and I really have to be dialed yeah. in with my nutrition and routine and sleep and recovery and all this other stuff. And I just don't want to do that. You know? And it didn't happen by accident. I didn't get bulky by accident. And it's not going to happen for anybody else on accident either. Do
0: you guys still get that? Like, do you, do you hear some women still complain? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. In comments a lot, or we get the comments, um, you know, 15 reps for, for toning is essentially the opposite right. end of that. The high reps for toning.
0: Oh, the toning word, you guys. Toning. I want, I want to tone. <laughs> I could go off on that word. Let's go off on it. Go off, Tara. We want to hear it. Yes. You can tone your face. You can tone your hair. You can tone your printer, but you cannot tone your fucking body. (laughs) You're not a fucking printer. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm trying to get the long, lean muscles. So I do the body. Oh, I just like it makes me so mad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is Pilates strength training? I do actually get this a lot.
0: Technically, yes.
2: It's like a nuanced discussion, really
0: yeah right,
1: right but then like is bar strength training mm-hmm.
2: right right
1: mm-hmm. is hiking strength training <laughs> right no, I, I mean, point. I, i've got legit got i've got these questions and it's also like okay you know what there is a form of that in there right mm-hmm. you know if yeah. you're consistently climbing a mountain you're going to build some muscles in your leg so yeah, it's like, where do you draw the, draw the line here?
2: Look at cyclists, right? A pe- a professional cyclists, their legs yeah. are ginormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, they're doing a lot of leg work to um, complement that. But you know, a lot of it's because they're just pedaling every day and pedaling hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm still on the Pilates is Pilates strength training. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many different types of Pilates, right? There's like three yeah. and there's four Pilates and same with bar. But I feel like because you're just doing a million reps or you're, you know, holding a certain position that could be like, is yoga strength training. Right. Right. And
1: it's all body based off body weight too.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless you're on the degree and you have, you know, the cable resistance. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can give just a flat answer for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People don't like when we can't give them straight answers though. <laughs>
1: or or they're, they're looking for a reason not to strength train. So they're actually going to other things. Be like, well, I want to do that. Is that strength training? Yeah.
0: And I, I am fine with people doing what they enjoy. Right. I'm totally. like very mm-hmm. much a person. I saw a coach the other day that was like, stop saying that you should do just the movement you enjoy. And I was like, I feel as though. If you do not enjoy this thing that you're doing, you're just not going to want to stay with it. And so even if you don't like strength training in the beginning, you will, like, I will guarantee almost hundred percent of the people, if they started strength training program and actually stuck with it for like four to six weeks, they would enjoy it. And then it would just be a part of their life. Right. But then the other stuff, like I hate spin class, you guys, I would never go to a bar class. But people love it, and I'm like, yeah. do that, do that on your other days, you know, like go to your hit class if you want, like because you enjoy it, but also do this
1: other stuff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like totally. you said, you don't have to do strength training five days a week. You just two no. days a week, and then do your fun other fun bar and exactly. Pilates and spin shit the other days.
2: Yeah, spin <laughs> <laughs> shit. My
1: nightmare is like a Soul Cycle <laughs> class. I'm like, oh my
0: God, please do
1: It's like a fucking disco in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dark, and the lights are going fucking boom, boom, but people like
0: it and they should keep doing yes. what they like. Yeah, you know?
2: absolutely. 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 Yeah. So with strength training, then what, what is a good way that if somebody's interested in, in strength training, what would you recommend to them to, to get started with strength training?
0: Okay. So I'm going to give like the, the most basic understanding of anyone that can do a strength training program. Why not? Cause I literally just wrote it for my mom, 65, Perfect. five categories. You've got front of legs, you got back of legs, You got your push, you have your pull, and you have your core. So literally, you could just do five movements in those categories twice a week, and that could be a great start. So a squat, a hinge, a push-up, a pull-up, and some sort of core exercise, dead bug, a bird dog, something like that. I love it. Do the sets and the reps matter? Not necessarily. Two to three sets, eight to 10 reps. Once that feels good, maybe add a little bit of weight to it. Maybe switch up the rep range, but do that two times a week. Just switch up the exercise for that, for that second time a week, do it for four to six weeks. And if you're like, oh, this feels easy. Okay, cool. Let's see you increase your depth. Let's see you get from your push up from a counter. Okay. Move down to a chair, move down to a couch. I think like people just think it has to be so complicated and confusing and barbells and gym and all the stuff. But it's like, if you just start from there you'll want to increase. You'll want more knowledge and you'll want to get stronger. But fitness isn't really that hard in the grand scheme of things. And it's really, it's, we're all trainers. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're all writing programming. I mean, I could talk about the benefits of strength training until I'm blue in the face. But like, if you don't just start with those two workouts a week, you'll never get to the barbell or the gym right. or the, anything else.
2: You have to get yeah. started
1: you just got to start and i think people don't realize that we all started from somewhere like like you said oh, you started yeah. boot camp in a park i started doing hit workouts at a fucking playground you know I mean? you just do and then it morphs as you like grow and change um, with your fitness
0: yes and your your life you know things mm-hmm. evolve and change like I've, i don't know beth if you still do the hit workouts but it's like i don't really do them at all anymore because that was a part of my life then and now it's not i used to do yoga three, four times a week because I was a yoga instructor. Now I'm like, that's not really my thing right now. And that's okay. But in the grand scheme of things, the squat hinge push pull core has been the same for the past 15 years. It's just in different variations or how I've done it.
2: Yeah. And and those five things that you mentioned, those are the things we do every day in life, whether you realize it or not, which is why we put such a priority on them.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Sit down in your chair. Get up. Go to the toilet. I know you're scrolling on your phone. Like, get up. Feel how that feels. <laughs> you know, that's a like, Every yeah. little thing we do is already fitness. It's just yeah. having the correct form and technique in mind, so that when you do it in real life, you don't get injured. You feel stronger in the move. Putting your suitcase up in the airplane. You know, like all those exercises are just functionally what you do in a, in a normal life.
2: Yeah.
1: Functional fitness,
2: functional fitness. And we hear this all the time. The age old, I guess, meme at this point is bending over, picking something up and throwing out your back, right? Well, that's just a hinge. That's all you're doing. That's a hinge. Exactly. You know? if, and if you're throwing out your back by doing that, we, we need to talk because we need to get you stronger.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, the, I think another misconception with strength training is that people are afraid they're going to get injured. I'm sure you've heard this too before. Oh yeah. Like, I don't yes. want to deadlift because I'm going to hurt my back. When really, if you think about it, the deadlift makes you stronger so that your back doesn't get injured. So that when you do pick up your box, it's like, I know what I should be feeling. It's just finding that mind muscle connection of like, what is happening in this movement that I can then translate it to everyday life. But it's it's tough because they might've injured their back at one point in their life, picking something up, but that's just because they weren't taught the correct form or, or understood muscle patterns or just exercises in general. But ob- obviously, like you said, with falling down, like it helps mitigate injuries. All right, could you still get injured? 100%, knock on wood, hopefully none of us do, but it mitigates them overall.
2: And not only that, but it, as we age, um, it helps us uh, maintain our own independence, getting into our 80s and things like that. Or whenever people start looking at um, getting assisted living and things like that, it's because you're lo- you're not strong enough to to support yourself, essentially, for a lot of people, at least.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys ever think about like being in your 80s? I'm like, I wonder. I'd rather how... not. <laughs>
2: <That's crazy. laughs>
1: I do. I'm not too far. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> Well, I'm the closest to all you guys in here, but... Uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to be able to get off the floor. Off, I, I want to do what I'm doing now. I don't want to be on a ton yeah. of medication and I want to be able to still be hiking at 80. I was hiking Katana one time. There was a 90-year-old man in front of me like finishing the Appalachian Trail. And I was like... That's this... incredible. Yeah. Amazing. So Amazing. It's so amazing. He was with his son. And I was like, if this guy is getting up this mountain, then I could totally do this.
2: And he did the entire yeah. AT? in um, pieces throughout his in pieces? life it still counts mm-hmm. totally yeah Absolutely. oh my god of course it does yeah when
0: i see like an older person 80s 90s whatever 70s doesn't matter when i see them like super in shape or on a hiking trail or something like that i get so inspired i just yes. like if they can do this you guys can do this like totally you drink the water before your coffee you can have a better relationship with food like I think that's the, the coolest part about strength training in which I try to preach as much as I can. If you can lift your body weight, if you can deadlift hundred pounds, if you can do 10 pushups on your feet, why can't you have a better relationship with yourself, with your partner, with food, with your employer? Why can't you start your own business? Like that, what you feel in the gym shows up in so many other aspects. Yes. You don't understand it until you're actually in it and step away and you're like, oh shit. It's very empowering. I did that, yeah, it's so
2: cool. Yeah, I've had clients after working with us for six months they came into, it, came into it with a goal of fat loss, right? Like many people, but then, you know, at the end of it, they didn't lose much weight. but they started strength training. And they're like, I never thought in a million years, I'm 60 years old. And I never thought that I would fall in love with strength training. You know, yeah. and that's, that's what they're telling me. And I'm like, that's fucking mission accomplished. Like I love that. Yes. Love
0: that. that is like music to my ears. You guys, I don't, I'm not a weight loss coach. I I'm very much like, could you lose weight on with my programming? Absolutely. But like, I get so much more excited, and I feel so much more proud of my client when they tell me something like that. I never thought, could you? Did you see that? You're like, yeah, I did. I'm like crying over here, It's so excited. <laughs> yeah, like the best
2: feeling. Yeah, um, just absolutely. making people into badasses.
1: Oh, uh, the best.
2: Lifelong goal, right there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes me so sad when I hear women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s say, "You know, I think it's just too late for me."
2: Mhm It's never fucking too late. as no, long as you're it's, breathing- not, it.s
1: not too late for you ever, ever,
2: yeah.
0: And unfortunately, with that mindset, it's so much harder to change because they're so, in this such negative, whereas yeah. like, yeah. if they don't think that they can do that, or right, what other pieces of their life are they giving that same mental attitude to? You know, I can't wake up early to drink water before coffee because I don't want to get up earlier. I can't you know, a huge thing for me is not having my phone before I go to sleep. And that's how I feel like my sleep has gotten so much better. If I'll tell a client that they'll be like, oh no, I can't, I have to watch a show on my computer or on my phone before I go to bed. I was like, okay, well, if you can't, then you can't, you know, like I'm not here to change your mind. You've got to really want to make that flip of the switch to Uh to be able to have that.
2: That phone in in bed thing, that is such a problem for so many people. Oh yeah, mindlessly so scrolling many. through. I mean, people watching us on TikTok or scrolling through TikTok, mindlessly scrolling. Like, why am I getting a text from this person at three o'clock in the morning with oh, a TikTok yeah. video? Like, why are you? Why are you doing this? Like, go to. I fuck know. That?
1: That's when I get most of my DMs, and I wake up and I'm like, "Holy shit!"
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What are you? Get off your phone!" I know.
0: I'm the same, you guys. I have my phone right here.
1: I sleep so bad. It's menopause. I'm like, get off your fucking phone. Okay. Like two hours before you go to bed. So you can create a sleep routine and maybe you would actually yes. sleep a little bit better.
0: Yes. But like I'm I say this because that's what I do during at, at night. But like I definitely have my phone during the day.
1: Oh Absolutely. yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. And during the day, I'm like, oh, it's like right here. But at night, my phone is in another room. I am like we don't have a TV in the room. It's not there. I also like don't watch anything while I'm eating. That's been a huge thing for like my my relationship with Mind food. Fleeting. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just having because it's just such a distraction. There's yeah. always things to distract us with, and it's like obviously we want people to watch our shit because that's why we put it out there. But just not don't do it right before you go to sleep.
2: Watch it at a better time. Yeah, and I yeah. actually don't have a, a TV in my bedroom either. Yeah. I refuse to do it because the t- the bedroom is for for sleep and um, sexy time. So
0: yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just those habits. We have to break ourselves of those habits. Yeah. One thing I like to um, implement with clients that are struggling with that nighttime bedtime routine and being on their phone too much, we sleep with our phones next to our bedstand. Right, we use that for our alarms. We'll check it in the middle of the night if we wake up to glance at the time. We need to take that temptation away from us. So what I recommend is taking our phone, putting it on the opposite side of the room. That way when your alarm goes off in the morning, you actually have to get up and you're not tempted to check it in the middle of the night. You're not going to sit there and scroll on it, you know, trying to get to sleep. So better sleep experience all around.
0: We actually just got like a regular alarm clock, like the one that like has the light and like gets brighter. I forgot what it's called, but Amazon. Okay. But, yeah. And so we just don't have our phones in our room at all anymore. And for a long time, my husband was like, Well, what if somebody calls in the middle of the night and it's an emergency? And I was like, you know what? If they call, well, first of all, your phone's on do not disturb. So you
2: probably wouldn't hear it anyway. <laughs> right? Off,
0: like it's just in the bathroom. It's right there. So if they need to call, okay, we'll be able to answer it.
2: Mm-hmm. which on that note, you can, if you use do not disturb, which is a very awesome feature, you can yeah. add exceptions to that. Like say if mom's calling middle oh, of the night, so you can say these people, I need to, if they're calling me in the middle of the night, there's something wrong. So I need to add them to the exception list. So you can absolutely do that.
1: Oh, I did not know that you could do that. Yep,
2: I know on Android, you can do that. I'm assuming iPhone, you can do that as well.
1: Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That would have been good because my, my son had a sleepover at a camp before he started school. And I got a calls in the middle of the night, but I had do not disturb on. And so I didn't hear them until then, you know, the next day when I saw the messages and I was like, Oh shit. So that would have been good to know. <laughs> I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll have to check research icon, but...
2: that. So you mentioned alarm clocks too. So do you, do you wake up to an alarm clock Tara?
0: I am like a six thirty ish kind of yeah. person. Um, it's obviously getting a little bit darker. So it's, it's dark at that point. So sometimes it's a little bit later, six, four, five, seven. But it's really mostly for my husband. He's like a little bit, it's a little bit harder for him to get up. 6.37. What time do you guys get up?
2: 7 o'clock. Yeah. And I, that's without an alarm clock. 5 a.m. So. But That's a little bit earlier than I am.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's early.
1: Do you use an alarm clock or is it your body just like 5 a.m. this is it, let's go? I have to use an alarm clock because it's an iffy situation. Because I, I get to the gym. At, I have to pick someone up to go to the gym at 6. So okay. I, I'm like, I better set it just yeah. in case.
2: Don't want to let them down. That accountability. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we
0: have the uh, garage gym now, so I can just go downstairs nice. and oh, start working nice. out, which is really nice. But that makes it sometimes it's like, oh, I'll just get there like seven, eight o'clock, and it's like a little bit slower than having someone to meet up with and take them to the gym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. Yeah, totally.
1: yeah. I have a basement gym, but I was doing tick tocking and everything else besides working out. So I'm like, I need to get a, I need yeah. to get a fucking gym membership. I need to like meet someone there. It's hard. Um, yeah, it is. It's,
2: it's a lot of discipline to, to do what we do because that, that temptation is always there to, to be mindlessly scrolling social media. So we can definitely resonate with how um, our clients and people listening yeah. can do that. It's, it's easy for us to fall into that habit.
0: Oh my gosh, of course. And then all, all of a sudden you guys think of like content ideas as you're lifting and you're like, oh, just like yes. film this real quick. And I'm like, that's, this is like literally a part of my set. <laughs> everyone's like oh uh too much rest and i'm like meanwhile i just rested for five minutes in between my set because i'm trying to film something while i'm
2: like you gotta just yeah right those three to five minute rests
1: i love your videos with the wigs and the uh the 80s outfits and all that fun stuff oh yeah i love to dress up
0: halloween is my favorite very excited to wear all the costumes here pretty Mm -hmm. soon
1: are you doing anything fun for halloween
0: we're going to have a little game night at the house. So nice. just a few friends over and just dress up and try to get some more Halloween decorations. There you go. Pretty low key. What are you going to be? Um, well, I've got a couple different
1: costumes,
0: but mm-hmm. yeah, I always do like characters of a show or like a cartoon or something. Like uh-huh. um, last year we were Ted Lasso and I was coach beard. I don't know if you watched Ted Lasso. Mm-mm. Oh my God. No. A great show. <laughs> but like this closet I said is like random stuff. Half of it is Halloween costumes. I love that. I've got a lot of, a lot of things.
2: (laughs) Um, so I also, I want to go back to strength training really quickly before we run out of time. Um, this is a stupid question that I thought, I thought to myself before we get, we hopped on here, (laughs) what would be your recommendation to women that that want to build up like that juicy booty? Because that's a, that's a common thing. (laughs) I know you know how to do it.
0: Oh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Are these like, I've got some follow-up questions. Are they already lifting?
2: Go the route of no no experience with lifting. Obviously time is going to be a big, big factor there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, start with like a full body program, you know, two or three times a week, but focus on two glute exercises like each of those days. So We want to do some sort of bridge hip thrust kind of motion. We want to do some little lateral movement like abductions or squat walks or something like that. Lateral lifts, cable lifts. Um, And then some sort of hinge patterns like an RDL or single leg deadlift. Um, Potentially adding in a lunge, like a Bulgarian split squat is like my absolute favorite
2: glute exercise. Oh,
0: you love that, Danya. It'll set you on fire. It's so funny because, people hate it. They're like, Oh, this is the worst. It's literally one of my favorite exercises. Oh, you ever. actually
2: love it. It's like a love hate relationship. Like I love no, the benefits, love. but I hate the feeling of it. So
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. So oh, a huge fan of that, like anything single sided is really great. A high step up a single, like yeah. the, um, Bulgarian split squat, reverse lunge deficit, reverse lunge, curtsy lunge, stuff like that. Um, it's really good. And probably like at least two to three times a week, adding in just two extra exercises and your full body days, I think would be a really great thing. Um, But also focusing on that progressive overload, working on it four weeks, following that scale of trying to get stronger and heavier over time or increasing volume. And then practice patience and focus on protein intake.
2: Thank you for that one because I was going to ask like obviously yeah. we need to eat to grow. We need to we need right. to eat to grow the body and build the body that we want. You're not going to build that amazing figure that you want that you're trying to chase after by depriving yourself and eating 1200 calories and not getting enough protein. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 1200 calories. That's a very little calories.
1: I would lose my shit, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. Right? I really, if I'm working with clients and they really want to build strength, but also get stronger and feel more muscular, I really focus on uh, protein intake. And that's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different data out there, but typically for my clients, I say like between 0. 0.7 and one pound of weight is how many grams you should be eating in protein. So for example, yeah, I'm like
2: 145.
0: I try and get 145
2: grams. On the high of protein end of that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But you just say just protein and then don't even worry about anything else. Just hit this protein goal. Yeah.
0: I mean, taking notes, but I just, I don't really typically myself and for my clients, I don't really
2: look at calories just because
0: a lot of us have had some sort of eating stuff in the past. Um, and so I just say like really focus on that, um, moving forward and then like you guys know, when you increase your protein, you feel a little bit more satisfied or a little bit more full. So maybe you don't eat a lot of that extra stuff that you would normally eat.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I feel like so many people are afraid of protein. Or not afraid of protein, or they struggle so much with it. They're afraid of carbs, okay. I mean, but they're they don't know yeah. how to get enough protein, right? They're like, but well, your body will only utilize 25 grams per meal. It's like, no, <laughs> there's so much if, BS out there, you guys. If people just really understood how amazing. You feel when you actually eat more protein and that your sugar cravings may actually diminish because you're getting adequate protein. It's literally the, an essential macronutrient. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But there's so much confusion out there. People are like, don't eat too much and then don't eat yeah. too little. And then what mm-hmm. do I actually do? And it's just like, if you, if you give them like the most basic number or maybe they say, okay, I want to focus on my protein, but I know I probably only need like, 50 grams. I'd be like, well, I'm not going to give you 140 grams. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So for the next couple of weeks you can You know, add in ten grams, and maybe your average goes to sixty the next week, and maybe it's like seventy the next week. It's like people want this. Like, what do I
2: do? Right. Mm -hmm. We just talked about that last week. (laughs) Yes, or
1: or they think protein is just meat. There's so much more more than just meat. Yeah. Well, I don't want to eat meat all day. No one's telling me. You don't have to. You don't have to all day, all day. And also, there's so (laughs) much protein in probably a lot of the stuff
0: they're eating. If you eat fish, if you already eat chicken, like there's so much in that. It's like most of the time people just don't know how to measure or, or like see how much is actually in it. Like they don't know that, you know, this equals five grams of protein already, Mm -hmm. but it's just about taking that data so that they can understand it better. And so that moving forward, they won't have to weigh everything or they won't have to, you know, track exactly where this protein is coming from because then it just becomes an atomic habit,
2: atomic habit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't track anything. I, I haven't tracked in a couple of years, protein uh, calories or anything. I, I've actually been mindful eating for a while now. So I'm, I'm right aligned, uh, aligned with you there, Tara. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, as a society, we're afraid of carbs, but we're not eating protein. So it's like Beth says in her videos, what the fuck are you eating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What are, what are they eating? Beth? Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> a lot of peanut butter and nuts probably. Cause oh, that's the where the peanut butter thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I do love peanut
2: butter. Though. I love peanut, yeah. butter. I I, peanut butter. I have peanut
1: butter every day. I love
0: peanut butter. Ooh, crunchy yeah, or creamy? Uh, creamy? Oh, I'm a creamy.
2: Creamy? creamy. I love I both, like but I crunchy will always have a, a place in my heart.
0: I agree. I do love some crunchy. But, um, okay, you guys have Trader Joe's by you? I'm sure you do. Or
2: heard of it at it's least. It's a little bit. It's like an hour and a half drive for me, actually. Mine's oh,
1: an right. hour and a half away, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's far. Okay. So Trader Joe's has cookie butter. Yes. Oh, oh
1: fuck. It's,
2: okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So back in my past binge eating days, I had an entire, an entire tub of that. Terrible, terrible, terrible for like for like three days afterwards and I can't even touch it now. I'm I like, eat. I don't want anything to <laughs> How did you no, feel after that? No. Oh my god, it was terrible. But now that I have this better relationship with food, I'm like, okay, there's, you know, sunflower butter. I could try granola butter is this new thing. Like there's mm-hmm. so many other things out there.
2: I can relate to that in a certain way. So going back to like our drinking days, heavy yeah. body days, I'm sure a lot of people have a story behind their own l- alcohol that they can't drink anymore. But it's, <laughs> for me, it was always, it was Southern comfort for me. Like I, I oh. drank that, uh, I drank like an entire handle of that when I was like 17 years old to myself and ruined Jesus. that. Yeah, I mean, when I say I was an asshole idiot back in the day with drinking, I was. Yeah, same. So it ruined it for me
0: that stuff is so sweet. Oh, right.
2: Did you yeah. I really used to drink it was SoCo and lime all the time. SoCo oh. lime. Mm, yeah. Just in gross. But anyways, Holy shit. We just went through an hour with you, Tara. Like, I where, know. Where did them go?
0: That was so fun. You guys, thank you so much for having me. So much me. fun. Thank
2: Absolutely. you for being here. Before we, before we go, um, we would love if you could, you know, pr- promote yourself, um, tell people yes. where to find you. Do you have anything, resources or programs or anything that you want to promote here?
0: Yeah. So I'm Tara rare on everything. Instagram, TikTok is where you see me a lot more than any place else, but also YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, all the things. Um, I have a strength program that's basically beginner to intermediate right underneath your belts basically in six weeks. Um, I also have a teal method, which is my monthly subscription-based program. And I also work with one-on-one clients and to create custom programming
2: for them as well. Beautiful. can they find that at your website? Yes,
0: TaraLafarere.com. Lots of As, lots of Rs, but if you just throw it in Google, I promise I'm pretty much the only person out there
2: with that. That's A. true. Very unique name. And we will <laughs> yeah. put that in the notes so people can find you too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, Amazing. thank you so much for having
1: thank me. I appreciate so much. it.
2: Thank you. It was awesome, Tara. Talk to you soon talk to you soon. Hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: So why not share with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.